Friday, payday, August 23rd. Let's hit y'all for a little Italian flavor. Shout out to all my people that watch Money Heist on Netflix. Let's ride. Flop Perspective Podcast. Una mattina mi sono alzato. Oh, vela ciao, vela ciao, vela ciao, ciao, ciao. Una mattina mi sono alzato. Ciao, vela, ciao, vela, ciao, 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 partigiano, portami via, che mi sento di morire. E se io muoio da partigiano, oh vela, ciao, vela, ciao, vela, ciao, 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 e se io muoio... Now, that was for all my people that watch Money Heist on Netflix. Um, if you haven't... Check that joint out, man. That that joint is hard. It is a um like a foreign uh, flick. Um, I did see some people saying like you know that it was actually in whatever uh, language that it was recorded in, but I actually was able to get it with sub with the actual uh, audio, the, like the you know the English speaking audio. So everything's good on my end, man. I, I binge watched the hell out of that Money Heist, bro. I haven't seen nothing that good probably in a while. Probably since uh, like Breaking Bad or something like that. But at the same time, I don't get to binge watch a lot of stuff. Um, that Bella Chow, I don't know what cuz saying on there, bro, but when that song come on on the, on the series, man, it's like shit get real. It's like cuz spitting them bars on that mug, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so if you haven't already checked out Money Heist, uh, what else did I get to watch? Uh, also watched a documentary on Woodstock that was pretty dope, man. From back in 19, what was it, 69, I want to say? Hold on, let me get my Googles together. Uh, yeah, 1969, and... It was just crazy to see how the festival came about, how they put it on, uh, the events that happened during it, man. One of the dopest things I saw was, shout out to Richie Havens, he was the first performance there of the Woodstock uh, that Friday. And uh, first of all, Woodstock went from Friday, August 15th to uh, Sunday, uh, August 7th, no, 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 to Monday, August 18th. And I mean, at the time, anybody you could think of at uh, at the time, man. Um, you know, uh, just to name a few, you know, Richie Havens, shout out to Richie Havens. Um, uh, you want Jimi Hendrix closed it out. You talking about, um, uh, Johnny winner, Johnny winner. Who else was there, man? Uh, Sly and the Family Stones killed it. Um, a bunch of other bands. Um, uh, you got Sweetwater. Uh, you got, ah, I wish we could get my Googles together, but oh, Santana, uh, just it was a lot of bands. The Who, you know, uh, I'm a big music head, so I see stuff like that, man, and my head is about to explode. This is my first time actually seeing a documentary on it about uh, everything with behind the scenes. And man, mentioning Richie Havens, he actually uh, performed first because nobody else could get um, to the the festival at the time. Because okay, the, the the way they structured the festival was you were supposed to buy tickets to the festival. And come out, blah, blah, blah. But it was on the lines of like how, remember how that fire festival happened where it was like almost a disaster because um, they had nothing built in time for the show? It was kind of like that, but they were able to still pull it on and they actually lost money. Like people were supposed to pay entrance at the, um, at, at the show, but 
they first of all they started late. They didn't have time to build the stage and the fence around the the big ass field that they had to to collect money. So they just said, "F it, we gonna take a loss." So in doing that, you had all these people coming from everywhere that are blocking the roads, uh, everything you you can imagine to get to the festival. So nobody can actually get to the festival. So Richie Havens just so happened to be the first person there. He wasn't supposed to perform first, but you know, they had to throw him up, you know what I'm saying? Because nobody else can make it. And eventually they had to get a helicopter to bring the axe in, you know, to and from because, hey, <laughs> nobody else could get it. And uh, nobody was there. So Richie Haven was on stage and uh, powerful, man. He actually winged a song called Freedom, man. I'm actually going to play a little insert from this, man. Richie Haven's Freedom. He freestyled this off the top of their head because he had nothing else to play after his set. So he freestyled this, and this ended up being the most powerful thing of, of the set. Richie Haven's Freedom at Woodstock 1969. Flop Respect the Podcast. Freedom, freedom, freedom. think you're playing with man richie havens man freedom that's just a little piece man if you want to check out the whole joint you can go get on youtube but um just not mind you too man he's in front of like two hundred thousand, between two hundred thousand and four hundred thousand people they say four hundred thousand people attended woodstock you know what i'm saying and he's up there doing freedom you know around that time you got to realize the time also um just everything that was going on in the world. And then you got 400,000 people that came to, to a festival in a field and stayed in a field Friday to Monday. There was no like, hey, let's go to the hotel. It ain't like how we got now when it's Coachella or something. Oh, we go to the hotel, come back tomorrow. It wasn't a hotel. It was, you're going to sit your ass out in this field. We all going to kick it and whatever. It was to a point where they ran out of food out there, man. And they had to bring like the neighboring uh, towns and stuff together to help fly in food for because people were just out there and they needed to feed people. Uh, they had uh, the, the the National Guard bring in like 50 doctors to come and uh, treat people who, you know, got wounds from basically, um, you know, if you got bit by a rat or you got your, your ankle sprained or asthma attack or people low on insulin, you know, stuff like that. You know, they, they didn't anticipate certain health things that were going to go on, but the National Guard came and helped out. Um, what else, man? You got, um, they had a, uh, it, it was like a security force, but it wasn't a security force. It was like a peace force and, uh, forget their names, man. Uh, I want to say that the, the, the main guy that was the, uh, the chief of it, he's still alive. I believe I think his name was wavy gravy. Um, but they were like the peace force that were just, Hey, can you do this? Can you do that? Can you stop doing this stuff? You know, they were keeping the peace. Also, they had tanks for people who were tripping. Because, you know, I can think about it. It's 1969. You got people out there on all kind of drugs tripping. So if you tripping too hard, they take you to this tank. 
and you know, and somebody's in there helping you get through what you need to get through. But man, that's the Woodstock documentary, man. I can go on for days about this stuff. Not to mention at the end of it, Jimi Hendrix closes it out with um, a crazy guitar riff, man. Uh, uh, oh my goodness. You know, anybody that knows me personally knows stuff like this, different music eras and iconic things in music. Music, it makes my head want to fucking explode. So check out that. That's on Netflix. Also got to check out the Ted Bundy documentary. Uh, forget which one it was. You know, because there's a couple of him on there. That dude's crazy as hell. Serial killer killing people. And I don't know, man. That, that shit crazy. I don't even see and understand how people can kill somebody like that and do all this kind of crazy shit, man. But that was wild. <laughs> Ted Bundy. Uh, what else did I watch? Um, some, some crazy stuff, man. Like Love After Lockup. Hella funny. Uh, Married at First Sight, hella funny. Um, what else was it? Uh, Shark Tank, The Bachelorette, I think it was. Just a bunch of TV, man. I got to binge watch a lot of stuff. And hence the reason I did, because I was off work for like two and a half weeks, man, because I fucked around and got pink eye. I think on one of the last episodes, if you heard, you know, I did have pink eye. And at first it was in the beginning stages, so I was cool. But, man, that shit set in, bro. And they seen I had that shit in both eyes. The medicine I got from, uh, I went to urgent care, um, cause I, you know, didn't have an eye doctor cause I don't, my eyes is fine. You know what I'm saying? I never went to the eye doctor. So went to, uh, urgent care to get, you know, got some medicine. The medicine was not working at all. So then I actually found the eye doctor, scheduled appointment went and I found out that I had something called severe conjunctivitis and, uh, it's an infection in your eyes that is very contagious and, it was viral, not bacterial. So viral meaning whatever medicine you can take for it, it's not going to work because, you know, viruses are in your cells. You got to kind of let it run its course, blah, 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 blah. Bacterial, bacterial, you can get some medicine, blah, 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 be good. So, man, let me tell you about this shit, bro. It went from my eye just being red or whatever, then running a little bit to both eyes, red, puffy, running a little bit. Then both my eyes are just bloodshot red. Like it looked like my eyes were just blood. And my eyes were just swollen as hell. They running like crazy, whatever, whatever. They were very sensitive to light as well, which was crazy to me. I had to sit in my crib with it really black in here. I had to turn off, turn down the um, the brightness on my TV. And I was at one day, uh, two days actually. I was sitting in my crib with like these big, um, these big uh, medical glasses on. Like you know, you get eye surgery. And, uh, you know, you got to have these big-ass glasses that block all the light. I had to have them on. But even, like, the little light that was shining through that was killing my eyes, bruh. Killing my eyes. I mean, it was so painful to open the, the refrigerator door and grab something out. Because I had to look real fast, see what I want, man. And my eye would just start piercing pain. But um, I got through that. And uh, right now my eyes are cool. Just a little red. Like, it looked like I smoked a bunch of weed. You know, it's been looking like that for, like, the past three days. But my vision is kind of off. I'm not going to stunt. Like, I, I have 20-20 vision. And um, now it's like when I'm driving, I can't even see the, like, I can't make out the license plate in front of my car. Like, if whoever's in front of me, I can't make it out. You know what I'm saying? Uh, also, I can't read things that are far away, like, you know, like I used to be able to. So, I don't know. I'm going to do a little detox. Um also, I'm going to, uh, if it persists about another week or so, I'll just go back to the eye doctor and get an eye test and see, like, man, did this shit mess up my vision? Which, hopefully, it didn't, you know? Because uh, a brother ain't trying to be out here with no glasses on. Nothing like that. Contacts on. I don't want none of that, man. Uh, 
So right now I'm sipping on a Monaco. And uh, shout out to my brother who put me on these. It's like a a little can, man. It looks like a little Red Bull can, but it, it gets you where you need to go. Uh, and each can got two shots of, of whatever liquor you got. So they got the cognac or the tequila or whatever. My brother put me on them. So I'm going to have this right now, just my little final hoorah for like two weeks. Um, oh, wait. I don't know. I might have to do some drinking next week because my boy Dean's birthday is next week. Shout out to Dean. At Dean Kane, sir. You know, he's on a podcast. A lot of you guys might remember him from that Butt Naked episode. Um, uh, also, uh, we were going to go to the Future and uh, Meek Mill concert that was supposed to be here in, in St. Louis. I believe Meg Thee Stallion was on it, I think, in um, DJ Mustard or something. But, man, they canceled it the other day. It was supposed to be next week. They straight canceled the concert, which I don't know why. We won't know why. But, I mean, I'm guessing ticket sales, maybe. Um that's the only thing I can think of, or unless there was some other type of uh, conflict with the schedule or the tour, but shit, I definitely wanted to see Future Meek Mill. Never seen Future Meek Mill. That was going to be turnt, you know what I'm saying? Straight turnt. But uh, one day, you know, maybe one day we'll get to see him. Other than that, in my free time, man, of not being at work for, you know, the past two and a half weeks, I was just chilling, man, for real. I really couldn't enjoy it. Like, people like, oh, man, I bet you kicked it. I mean, it was relaxing to be able to sleep as long as I wanted to, and get up and watch a bunch of TV and just chill and be a, a couch bum. But at the same time, I couldn't see shit. And I definitely couldn't go outside when it was, like, really sunny outside to, like, go go somewhere. Oh, nah. Oh, nah. I tried to take my grandma to the bank one day. Glasses on, everything. The sun killed my eyes, man. It was like, I don't know, man. They just, ah, it was terrible. They got runny. They got cloddy. I couldn't see in front of me. It was terrible. So I really wasn't doing nothing but chilling in the house kind of suffering through that uh conjunctivitis um didn't even get to like really make no beats for real uh do no networking for real you know online because the 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 phone screen hurt my eyes everything hurt my eyes but other than that you know i'm back at it you know uh this week new week and um of course the grind don't stop uh was yesterday i went over to uh a studio shout out to um uh the inside scoop podcast uh shout out scoop and ant they invited me on to be on their podcast, so we recorded that yesterday, audio and video, so uh, that should be up soon, and I'll make sure I forward you guys the link to that so you can check those guys out. Just check it out right now, subscribe to them. Very cool brothers, man, down-to-earth brothers, funny brothers, and it's funny as hell, <laughs> me and the guy Ant, we actually went to the same church as uh, as kids, man, when we were younger, never really spoke to each other, just say what's up, you know what I'm saying, and then we get older and we realize you know, we know a bunch of the same people. We were friends on Facebook, knew a bunch of the same people. And then, uh, you know, we both figured out we had podcasts. And I listen to his podcast, and he listens to my podcast. I'm going to definitely get those guys on here soon. Uh, so that was pretty dope, man. Shout out to them. One thing I did get to do uh, was a lot of reflecting while I was sick, you know. And sometimes you all look at the uh, silver linings and things, man. Sometimes God will just sit you down for certain reasons just so you know. You know what I'm saying? And one thing I got to reflect on was just identity you know and uh it's definitely a message i wanted to share with you guys it's just kind of like you know what does your thought process say about you what do you say about yourself you know what i mean do you know who you are do you know where you're going because if you don't know who you are or where you're going in life you're just lost and a lot of times we see that there are a lot of lost people just wandering around going through the motions and really don't kind of take a step back and look and observe where they are in life or observe their identity of who they are in life. You know what I'm saying? And um, 
very important, man. You know, the identity, because sometimes a lot of times, too, uh, people can see things and qualities in us that we can't see within ourselves and then use them to their advantage. Think about what I'm saying. I'll say it again. You know, people can see things and qualities within us and then use them to their advantage. That's why you got to know who you are, your identity, uh, your worth, uh, all that, man. And, and most importantly, man, be careful who you meet in the lowest places of your life. You understand? Be careful who you meet in the lowest place of your life because at that point you're vulnerable. You you know, you can be susceptible to anything. I know I'm not the only person that's allowed my loneliness to uh, lower my standards. And that's another thing, you know, don't allow, allow your loneliness loneliness to lower your standards. You know what I'm saying? Um, just, just reflecting, man. Just, you know, who's in your life? Are they valuable? Are they not? Who, what's your identity? Where you're going in life? Are the people that's surrounding you helping to take you higher? Um, you know, are you are you surrounding yourself with people that just want to see you at this level? And as soon as you elevate yourself, they you know they bitter or whatever. You know, all that man. It comes into a place, man. You just got to know who you are and where you are in life, man. Knowing your identity is everything, everything, bro. And I work on stuff like that every day. You know, every day. Not a day goes by I don't reflect on who I am, where I'm going, uh, who I was yesterday, where I was at at this point last year. You know, of course, any you know, things won't be perfect, you know, but at the same time, just being active and knowing, you know what I'm saying? Knowing what's going on in life and also changing behaviors. You know what I what I realized too, just a lot of things we have to unlearn. Uh, I would say. Growing up, my grandmother always taught me to kind of stay put and kind of stay, you know, I love her to death, but kind of stay stagnant. You know, whatever job I was on, stay there and do this and, you know, because da 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 da, you know, all the kind of put the fear of you because, you know, if you jump ship, it might not work out and then you, you're broke and you're unemployed. You know, she just put the, the maluk of uh, failure through me. So my whole life kind of growing up, I was like, you know, a little timid, scared of change, scared to you know, moving things and all kind of things, bro. And I had to unlearn, like I was talking about this minute ago, unlearning things. I had to unlearn that pattern, you know, like I had to unlearn that, man, like this isn't the only job in the world I can get. There are other jobs. You know what I'm saying? This isn't the only house I can stay in for the rest of my life. I can get another house, car, you know, all that type of stuff. It's nothing wrong with change. We cannot be afraid of change. And that was like a big thing for me when I was younger. Like I stayed in St. Louis, um, and then go away to college for two reasons. One, I was scared because of the unknown. I'll be real. I was scared of the unknown. I could have went to Clark Atlanta University, and I did not go because I was scared of the unknown. Like, man, I'll be the only one down there that I know. Uh, I don't know anything. You know, I was scared. And that's because that's the way I was raised, to be scared of change. I ain't going to lie. And the other reason was, you know, of course, back then I thought I was going to be like the next, I don't know, uh, DJ drama a guru of the, the hip hop industry and DJ master of the world <laughs> type thing because I had a little success going on back then, but mainly because I was scared, man. And as I got older, I figured, you know, too, like that was one of my biggest downfalls, I think, in life, maybe. But I mean, I can't say that too because God places you in, in, in strategic areas, you know, where you are where you are for a reason. And, and God wrote your ending before he wrote your beginning. So you are where you are for a reason. But in my mind, I would reflect and think, man, if I would have went out of state to school, I would have had a better job because everybody I know that went out of state for school, you know, 
they got these good jobs living out of town. They ain't in St. Louis. They or they ain't where, living where, where their parents lived at or where they grew up. And they keep getting different jobs and promotions and this and that. And I stayed in St. Louis, which, you know, St. Louis is St. Louis. Ain't really much jobs here. It's not really much opportunity in the field. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have a degree in public relations and advertising, a bachelor's degree that I got because I stayed here for college. And I've applied for jobs, all kind of shit, bro. I don't get no calls back. None of that, bro. None of that. I'm going to be real. Or I'll go on interviews and go on, like, four interviews and they, oh, we chose somebody else. You know? That's why I keep my ear to the streets as far as with my talents, you know? And um, I'm just exhausting all my talents at the moment. You know, like I told you guys before. Because, I mean, you never know what could happen. You know? One opportunity can change your whole life. And that's what another thing I want to tell you guys, too. Like, don't give up on something that you believe in your heart that you can do. That you're talented at. Or, or you have doubt about. Don't give up, man. Keep doing what you're doing. You know? Don't think that, oh, you know, I can't make it because of X, Y, and Z. You just do what you need to do and break the barriers down to get your opportunity. That one window can change your life, man. One window. You know? Like my boy Dean. You know, I talk to you guys about him all the time. And he's one of the most talented rappers I've ever met in my life since I was younger. And I'm not saying that just because he's my one of my best friends. I'm saying that because actually this dude can actually rap, storytell, do all that. And I feel like it's my job as a best friend, brother, you know what I'm saying, to, hey, let me motivate this man to get back on this horse, bro. Do what you need to do. Because what you don't want to do is sit back and give up on your dreams or give up on your aspirations in life. And then you life goes by. And then you sit back and you wonder, you know, 10 years, 20 years later, when you're just going through the motions in life, you're not, you're not happy with what you got going on in life. You think, man, what would have happened if I would have just stayed focusing on this or working on this on the side because and I liked it and then maybe I could have made something you know what I'm saying like make something out of it you know and if nothing happens of it oh well at least you got to have fun with your your passion your your uh your, your dream and then you got to see what the outcome was after you gave it you know 10,000% like there's a saying that anything you know uh you're going to do and be successful at you got to put in 10,000 hours of it but hey, I can, you know, I can motivate the streets for days. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But um yeah, I I'll just let that rest right there. Um but I just I just want to see people be successful and uh be enlightened and I don't I don't like seeing people depressed. I don't like seeing people down. I don't like seeing people that feel like they don't have any hope in life, you know? Um you know, I just want everybody to be cool, bro. I'm I'm generally one of them people that love to see people win and be see people successful. I'm never a hater. I don't look at people's success and be like, man, that nigga. Nah, no, I'm not. Everybody gets their time to shine. That's one thing I stand and believe on. You know, everybody gets their time to shine. And one thing I know for sure, man, is is don't look like what you've been through. And I thank God I don't look like what I've been through. I don't look like what I may be going through at the moment. You know, I keep my head high. I keep going. And, you know, I think that's one of the reasons I am, like, so blessed in my karma is cool in life because I ain't no hater, man. I want to see everybody win. Even people that doubt me, people that might not like me, people that whatever they got to say, you know, I want to see them win, too. And understand that sometime in life, bro, we have to understand that we can't really care about what people say about us. 
there's always going to be somebody that puts their tongue on you in a negative way and say something about you. But, you know, I believe that God will put us in situations where people will talk bad about us just so we can be successful and they can look back and see that they didn't stop nothing. You get what I'm saying? You talking bad about me ain't stopping what I got going on. <laughs> but moving right along, man, uh, prayers up for T Grizzly and uh, his whole team, man. He was... Um, in Detroit, I believe he is from Detroit, but he was in Detroit and somebody shot up his uh, a SUV he was in or something and end up killing his aunt. His aunt uh, end up killing his aunt, which is his manager. You know, so rest in peace to that lady. Um, and man, it's just I don't even know what to say, man. The violence is just violence, man. Especially in the entertainment business, you know. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't know, man. I guess it will never stop. I don't know. They don't know if it was, a, you know, attempted robbery or whatever. They just know that cat ran up, open fire, and they saying the only person that got hit was his aunt, and she ended up dying, man. So rest in peace to that young lady. But uh, lately, a lot of new music has dropped, which, you know, I love that for damn, damn show. Um, let's see what I've been listening to. Of course, that new Jeezy dropped today. Oh. Fire, bro. When I say it's fire, fire, you know what I'm saying? That's hard. I fucks with Jeezy long way. I was a little nervous about this album because it seems like, you know, sometimes when, when, I, when I trap rappers get up and get on and get money and kind of get removed from the hood and situations, they're not able to deliver that, that, that essence to our soul or that the trappist, you know what I mean? The trap trap. To us, uh, once they kind of elevate, but he he definitely delivered on this album, man. Very hard album. Uh, also, shout out to Rhapsody with the Eve album. If you don't know who Rhapsody is, a female MC, hard as hell, bars all day, bars. Uh, look her up, Rhapsody the Eve album. Raphael Sadiq, man, the Jimmy Lee album, hard. <laughs> I messed with that. Um, Port of Miami two from Rick Ross came out. It's a decent body of work. I was a little disappointed. I'm not gonna lie because. I've been anticipating it for a while, and usually Ross really delivers. I'm wrong. It's not a bad album. I just don't think it's Port of Miami style. You know what I mean? Like, you know about the first Port of Miami, you know, that thing was something crazy, you know? But, you know, this one is decent. It's cool. It's not bad, but it's just, it, it wasn't what I was expecting. I'm listening to it some more. Um, I was disappointed with the ASAP Ferg album, Floor Seeds. It was a few out, few uh, songs on there was decent. You know, one of the tracks on there called... Uh, What's the track called? Um, uh, Hummer Limo, produced by Timlin. That was hard to sell. Uh, New Young Thug Projects, cool, cost so much fun. Uh, Trippy Red, exclamation mark. Nice album, I will say. My Guy Currency, hot August nights. Hot as fuck. <laughs> really hot. Um, also, the Quality Control, uh, Control the Streets, uh, part two. That came out, with, you know, that's the label that got the Migos, got Lil Yachty, got... Um, the City Girls, uh, Collision, uh, etc. You know, they came out with a collection. Um, also, the Love Songs for the Streets by Lil Durk, hard as hell. Hard as hell. Also, uh, Slim Thug, Can't Get Enough, hard as hell. And I don't know if I told you in the last, one of the last po- projects, I mean podcasts, uh, the YBN Corday, the Lost Boy album, very nice. Spitting real hard. Um, those are a few, but um, gonna rock out like this, man. Um, any questions, comments, or concerns, send them to tfpfeedback at gmail.com. That's tfpfeedback at gmail.com. I am at DJ SoFly. Let me know what you think. Please rate and subscribe. Uh, tell a friend, tell a friend. Um, 
Yeah, you're going to do it like this, man. We're going to rock out with some new BJ, the Chicago kid. He also has a new album out that's pretty hard as well. But it's called Time Today. My body all over your body, babe. If you want, we can roll up and pop. 